Welcome back to Balls and Brews, folks. I'm Zach. This is Josh. Coming to you from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Tennessee. Coming in hot on um, what are we on? It's Monday. Spotify, yeah. iTunes. It is Monday, yeah. <laughs> Monday, July 22nd. Uh, big show today. Big show, Josh. Uh, huge. Um, it's, it's huge. It's huge. It's, it's the biggest show we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> not going there. It's a good deal. Definitely not. Yeah, it's gonna be a good show. We're uh, we're gonna start a uh, kind of a five week series on um, you know college football and cover the Power Five. Today we're gonna do surprise surprise SEC. Yeah, probably um, the uh, best one to lead with. Considering yeah. you have a lot of teams that could show out and have a chance to get in the playoff and you know. Well, I'll say that no one else plays football, but, you know. Sure, yeah. We'll start at the top and we'll work our way down. Yeah, we had just talked about this right before the show. I mean, you, you called it NFL Junior, and it, I mean, it really is. It's it's, yeah, a, it's a powerful conference, but it doesn't mean they always produce the champ, like we said, like last last year Clemson. Um, you know, but it's just there's always a, a handful of heavy horses that come out of that uh, stable. Sure. I would, I would probably be more um, excited to talk. Well, I'm excited, but more um, – Defendant of the SEC, if you didn't get these idiot SEC fans chanting for the SEC as Alabama raises another national title, <laughs> yeah. and they're uh, you know a Tennessee fan or you know Florida fan, or whoever. it's like guys, you realize that you're just getting further away. <laughs> like like it's in the NFL well, where you get a better draft pick. Yeah, I mean, the teams that win get better players. So. Yeah, and we'll get into that for sure. Because you know, but you're right. Let me look at Georgia and Alabama's recruiting. You know, um, I mean they just reload. You know, blue chip prospect with another blue chip prospect. It's it's crazy. Um, but you know, we, we kind of we we've taken this kind of a, you know every Monday thing and went every other week just because right now we're kind of in a little bit of a of a dead period. But now that football's kicking back up, you know, I think we've we've talked about about grabbing a every Monday, getting in full swing here. We're about to about to roll into August. We're you know almost almost an exact month away from college football kickoff, which is awesome. Yes. And um, but you know, in the, in the time that we had off, I had a little bit of time to reflect and um, had to go. You know, somewhere we're going as a society. This is this is on the line of sports, but it's it's, it's really not. But um, we'll touch on this and then we'll get started. So you know, every once in a while, as a human race, we come up with this great um, social media challenge, right? Remember the ALS ice bucket challenge? It's great. You know? Great. Yeah. Sure. Raises awareness for ALS, donating money, and all this stuff. And then we come up with something that I stumbled upon last week, which was trending on Twitter, which I don't even know why this was trending on Twitter. This is unbelievable. It's the running butthole challenge. What is it? Running, running. the running butthole challenge. I thought you said rubbing butthole challenge. Yeah, yeah also known as Steelers <laughs> minicamp. But, uh, but yeah, so the running butthole challenge, uh, you know, not to be confused with <laughs> – not to be confused with uh, – well, the QB draw the Jets used to have in the playbook when Mark Sanchez oh, was there. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, the running butthole challenge. So this is where the challenger or participant will lay their phone on the bed or the floor, and they run and jump. This I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious, bro. This is, this is real life. They run and try to land their bare asshole <laughs> on their camera of their phone. This is serious. I have not seen this nor heard of it, but this is hilarious. So what what got me going on this is I started thinking about where we're going as a society. And I think we're done. Yeah, look it up. I think we are done having supreme athletes. Like our kids' kids will never see another Peyton Manning or, you know, they'll never never be another Joe Montana 
or anything because this is what our youth is doing in their spare time or our even our adults this is what we're doing in our spare time right you know we used to go out and we would what we'd like shoot bbs at beer cans throw rocks at beer cans maybe we would fish maybe we'd swing on the swing set no today we're trying to land our assholes on our camera phone i mean this is this is real life oh so i mean do you think peyton manning tom brady were out trying to jump on a camera bare assed i mean this is unbelievable <laughs> Look I mean, that. I don't know. Brady's yanking his daughter off cliffs nowadays, but... It's true. He's still okay with She it. might be safer diving on an iPhone. She seemed like she was ready to go, and then she, she hesitated. Don't hesitate. You hesitate, you're late. Right? Yeah, you get injured. Yeah, hesitate. So, well, this now, is real life. Yeah, so, I, that's, uh, I'm looking it up. This is... This you know, mark my words. If you're listening to this podcast, and it's 2055, and you wonder <laughs> why you're stuck with the likes of quarterbacks such as, you know... I don't know, Ryan Leaf is your is your amazing starters in the NFL. You know, there's no, there's gonna be no more Brett Favre, there's gonna be no more Dan Marinos, folks. You're gonna be stuck with, you know, Ty Detmer for the rest of your life. He's gonna be the he's gonna be the ace. He's gonna be the he is gonna be the bar in twenty fifty five because we're not gonna have any more athletes. You pretty much ended my show. I'm just gonna watch these videos <laughs> and maybe see some form. I'll try this later. Yeah, running butthole challenge. Um, you know, hey, if we get a if we get a hundred, uh, sounds like if we get a hundred listeners on this show, Josh will do the running butthole challenge. Is what is what I'm hearing. I don't know. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable stuff. Um, yeah, we we got to get something else trending in, in life. This is uh, you know we're an embarrassment. We are going to be our own, you know, undoing. Uh, we're, we're we're headed on a rapid fire towards extinction, folks, and this is why. But it's hilarious. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Running butthole challenge. Look it up. Um, you know, not at work. Not at work. Yeah, not <laughs> not on your company computer for sure. Um, but anyways, sports. The Braves. Braves are Braves came in hot after the All Star break. Cooled down for a for a bit with the yeah. Brewers there. Got a sweep and then yeah, won the first game with the Brewers. Lost the next two. Yeah. Then lost uh, their first against Washington, but ended up splitting the series last night on Sunday Night Baseball. Cunha went big. Yakup. God. Just kind of showing the – Donaldson, too. Both, both yeah. of those home runs were just – Yeah, were ropes. Were, yeah, moonshots. So, uh, yeah, it's good. Braves, I mean, they're, they're coming on. Uh, it'll be fun to see kind of what they do at the deadline along with other teams. Um, yeah. You know, the Indians, I think we even talked about last time – I just jumping around a quick recap here, but uh, you know they were they going to be sellers, and now they're three and a half games behind Minnesota. Yeah. So crazy. I mean, they can't be at this point. I wouldn't think. Well, and you I, look at the NL Central too. I mean, teams like the Cardinals, Brewers, Reds. I mean, that whole Cubs, that whole Pirates, you know, that whole division there. I mean, I think the Reds were in last right before the All Star break, and I think they were six games back. Oh yeah. And they were they last were. in the divisions or in the you know in the divisional race there. So, I mean. Yeah, there's a couple of a uh, couple divisions that are that are wide open. That, like you said, you, know, you got teams that may look to be sellers. But I mean, at this point, you, if you're only if you're within single digits, I think you've got to anchor down and try to make a wild card, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you could go from uh, you know, if you need, if you need help, division. you look in the the you know West because that's you know with the Dodgers, that's pretty much locked mm-hmm. up. I mean, you got 500 Arizona and 500 San Francisco, 16 games back. Yeah, and so the AL East as well, right? And there are team, the, aren't the Orioles like 30 games back or something ridiculous like that? Uh, 
Uh, no, that's the Tigers. They're 28 and a half. The Royals are 24 and a half. What was the East look like? What? AL East. Yeah, you got Tampa who are not yeah, back the that. Yankees. The but Orioles are 33 games back. Yeah. So, you I mean, there's be, plenty like, of – Orioles don't have anything to sell. They should shut down your franchise right there. I mean, seriously. But for a uh, – you know, yeah. So, the Reds are probably – out, they're nine games back. They're not technically out. Oh, but okay. So they off the All Star break. Yeah, kind of but yeah, I think we we talked about it at one point. I think the whole division was a five game. Oh yeah, they difference. were. Yeah, so, they were within a handful of games, all of them. But you know, the Pirates, I think they were had some aspirations, and they they kind of stumbled as well. But they have some young pieces. Though. Yeah. I think they they'll be good here in the next next year too. So I mean, we're yeah. I mean, the Pirates will be fine. I think. Yeah, like you said, they're kind of like the Braves two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, baseball's in full swing. We'll probably touch more as the trade led de- deadline nears. Yeah. And, and especially after and kind of see how it's really going to shape up. But, yeah, it's going to um, be interesting to see. Um, you know, I hope the Braves make some moves. But, you know, I think everybody, I mean, you look at it, everybody's bullpen is struggling because I saw a stat the other day that the Braves had one of the lowest, like the lowest ERA. They were like first in bullpen. Four categories. Which is unbelievable yeah. because – I mean, I think all year, you know, we've been talking as the as the Braves as the season's rolled out. God, we gotta get bullpen help. We gotta get bullpen help. That just tells you how bad the state of the bullpen bullpen everywhere is. is yeah. In MLB, it's unbelievably bad, bad, yeah. bad. I mean, if the Braves are number one, I mean, because we've watched the games, it's yeah. scary. I mean, Luke Jackson comes in, you just you hold your breath. Yeah. Or if you're superstitious, you just turn the channel because it's like, you know, it's it's terrifying. Can't watch it. Yeah, can't watch it. So. Yeah, baseball. Like I said, we're uh, we're 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 getting there. We're coming into crunch time. We gotta see what happens at the All Star break and the, or the uh, sorry trade, trade deadline. deadline. Yeah, and um, you know we'll we'll get uh, we'll have a little better picture. I think of even by the time you get the trade deadline, you have a little better picture of kind of what the who's who, who the real yeah. horses are. Yeah, there, for sure. But um, yeah, so. Golf wrapped up their final major of the year. Yeah. Off Shane Lowry. Yeah, Shane Lowry. Yeah. Big win, right? Yeah, huge. An Irelander. Irelander. How would you say it? A dude from Ireland. There we go. <laughs> we'll say go. it like that. There you go. A dude um, from Ireland. Winning, you know, in Ireland. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm sure that was a party. I've seen a couple of videos. I'm sure he's, oh, yeah. he's probably still going strong. But, uh, you know, pretty um, – Pretty uneventful Sunday for a for a major. You know, no one really got close. Um, I was a little little disappointed and I have some excitement. But, yeah, you know, well, Saturday was pretty good though. Well, especially yeah, Saturday when Spieth was kind of like early, early. Spieth was kind of shooting up the leaderboard, and then it was you know, it just kind of died out. Yeah, Kepka opening Sunday with four straight bogeys, which is not really heard of. Kind of took the steam out of anybody really catching yeah. him. Because you know he's another one. God, he's been he's finished what like top five and top five. For, I think the fifth tower, fifth golfer ever to finish top five in all majors. That's that's good money. Yeah. So I mean he's he's bound to be human at some point in, yeah. a, in a round in a major, and yeah. he finally did. But I mean I don't think anybody in the final six games is what they call them there you know, groups here. But um, shot better than par. I think is what I saw. You know, Finau jumped up there. Oh, Tony um, Finau too. He yeah. just seems like a solid pro. What's crazy is that like I was seeing the stat and like he, I'll misquote it, I'm sure, but you know, the gist of it was like, hey, he's pretty damn good. He's uh, you know, he's 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 been top ten in all the majors or something like something crazy over some span. Like he's just been 
so underrated. He's, he's young. No, how old's Tony Fina? He's he's in his mid twenties. Yeah, he's a young guy. Anyway, I, I butchered that stat I saw, but point being is he was like no one thinks about him, but the guy's been knocking on the door all year. No, yeah. you know, <clears throat> I'd like to see him get one. I mean, he's yeah. he seems like a good guy. I'm still waiting for Ricky to figure it out, man. He I thought he had a chance, <laughs> but you know, credit to Lowry, that dude. He he won it on Saturday. You know, he, he, when you go into the the final round with a five, four or five shot lead, I think it was four at the time. You know, it, you really just have to not mess up. Yeah. And, and when you're from you there, play safe golf. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're from you know, the home country and you play that type of golf all your life, you're not as worried about it as a guy from you know, let's say Texas going out there trying to, right. you know, the rain and the wind, trying to hold off everybody. Right. You, know, you can make some mistakes, but that guy was in his comfort zone. And had four shot lead, so yeah, he t- was, you know fairways and greens. Safe bet on yeah, Sunday. Fairways and greens, and, and you're going to take home the jug. So, yeah. well, good for him. It was a, it was a, like you said, kind of uneventful tournament there, but uh, it's it's always good to watch the majors. Yeah, always fun to see. So it's finally coming, baby. Football. Let's do it. Football is finally coming. Oh my god, it's amazing. So I was doing, um, you know, just I'm pretty much reading about. You know, college football and NFL football since it's, you know, since probably March. <laughs> but, you know, now it's finally starting to get a, you know, a little more real. And I was looking up some stats today. Obviously, we're going to cover the SEC today um, as our first Power Five conference to cover. No homerisms, just, you know, hey. Just facts. We're, we're in the South. You know, we're, we're here in Chattanooga, Ringgold, Fort Oglethorpe area. Um, you know, we're going to cover – you know, obviously, most most of our listeners are going to be in this region. Um, even if you are uh, true to another conference, you know, just you know, gut it out. We're going to get to your conference. It's coming. I promise, it's coming. You definitely don't have any home on this side. I'm a I'm a Florida State fan. Right. So right. it's yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'm a Tennessee I'm, fan, so I might as well be a I might as well be a Duke <laughs> fan at this point. I mean, yeah. So, so yeah, we're conference. We're going to start with the SEC, but I did I did um, kind of did some. Some digging and some number crunching today. So the Power Five strength schedule, because that's you know that's gonna be the first thing that we're gonna talk about when we start breaking down Power Five conferences and people talking about this conference better than this one. You're gonna want to know strength schedule and and all this blah blah blah. So um, I saw um, saw a stat today. So true road games. This is the Power Five conferences true road games. So nothing like you know Georgia playing in Atlanta, probably like neutral side. This is like true blue road game. So the Big 12 has 30% of their games are true road games. The Pac-12 was 27.8%. ACC was 26.8%. Big 10 was 19.1%. And the SEC was 10.7%. True road games. So, you know, they're, they're taking their road games and scheduling them, you know, I mean, because the SEC, I guess, you want to throw it as like, you know, like we call it NFL Junior. So, like, you know, Georgia's going to play a game in Atlanta, you know, yeah. or whatever. So, I mean, it really – if that's supposed to be one of your quote-unquote road games, I mean, you're kind of skating by a little bit. I mean, I love the neutral site games, don't get me yeah. wrong, but I feel like we're, you know, you're, you're kind of skirting, um, you know, your strength schedule is gonna, should be shit, really. Yeah. Well, I think about it. Neutral site to me is when USC plays Georgia and Texas. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah, neutral. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, not Georgia plays Texas and Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's a home game. That's a home game. You know I mean, it was yeah. like it's an hour and a half yeah. drive, two hours. Or even drive. like when um, you know, when Tennessee played Virginia Tech and Bristol. Like that's a pretty. I mean, it, it we're still in Tennessee. You probably you know. Yeah, but that's that splits the difference. But yeah, it splits the difference. Yeah. 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 Um, but and then another another stat kind of compounding on that, 
were road games against Power Five conferences. So the ACC has eleven road games against Power Five conference teams. Big Twelve has nine. SEC has four. So four of their in the entire SEC, four road games are against like Power Five conferences. Like, really? That's that's crazy. It's hard to believe. Yeah, and Pac Twelve was three, and Big Ten was three. That just kind of shows where the you know the the level of dominance for them is. They know if they go win the SEC. They don't have to go play anybody. Right? Yeah, they don't care. You know, whereas a team, you know, like let's just call it, I don't know, Washington out of the Pac-12, they may have to go find somebody. Well, yeah, to play. What that tells me is that you know these big conferences, like I mean, look, ACC has eleven. You know, so the big conferences like SEC and I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll kind of point out SEC and Big Ten. These guys aren't scheduling home and homes with a Texas. Right. You know, I mean, rarely. You know. You're you're not seeing these big games where it's me. You know, they're they're playing their away games or within their conference, and then you know their other out of conference games are at their home. You know, typically like Tennessee will play UTC, you know, Georgia will play Georgia Southern. Yeah. You know. I guess my point was that I didn't do a good job explaining, but you know, Washington, a team like Washington, I'm using that for example, but I think. They've got to go schedule somebody because they can't get over a, a loss in conference. No, you're right. I mean, that, yeah, Alabama I, can, LSU can, Florida right. can, Georgia can. Like you lose one game in conference to almost anybody, you know, except for the bottom tier. Even if you lose to you know a mid-level, let's just say Tennessee, those, they're probably going to be mid-level expectation right. this year. If Georgia loses to Tennessee, I don't even know if they play at home. Point being, if they were to lose on the road to Tennessee right. by you know a touchdown, that may not kill them. Right. And they go lose to Vandy at home. You know, by two touchdowns, that that it's might be hard to get over. But um, you know, Washington, they can't lose to a you know Washington State even a Washington State because you know that that's going to be looked at differently than losing. Yeah, to one eight. loss. Yeah, you know, yeah. especially right now with the playoff format with you know four teams. You know, a one loss Washington, you're out. You're yeah, you're done. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, unless it's to yeah, USC, who's number you know number one. Right. You know, but that's just not happening right now. Right. So. Whereas, you know, Alabama last year, I think we were talking about the, uh, was it last year or the year before last, like the, the SEC championship game didn't really matter because they were both going to get in. Right. I don't even remember if they did, didn't they? Yeah, last year they both got in. Uh, Drake and Alabama both did, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's how, it's funny how quickly you forget all that stuff. Yeah, you know is, what I mean? Like, is, yeah. Well, when you're drinking beers. That's right. Talking sports, you know, yeah. things tend to bleed together a little. Well, yeah, they all run together. Yeah. You know. Oh, mixing up a little bit, by the way, too, today. We're uh, sipping on some Yingling Lager, folks. That's right. Brought to you by the uh, <coughs> BP down the road here. <laughs> Just swung in and said, hey, that looks delicious. Yeah, this is what I cut my teeth on, actually. This is how I started drinking beer. It was on Yingling. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a, uh, haven't had a sod Yingling, you know. America's oldest brewery out of uh, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Brought to you by... No, yeah, it's a good beer, man. I uh, I remember when this was, you know, really popular, and you could only get it like in Florida and like the Carolinas. And uh, my brother-in-law actually turned me. We went to the beach, and um, my brother-in-law Brad, if you're listening, be great. Uh, snagged some Yinglings. Like, you got to try this beer, you know. But yeah, so it was like really popular down there, and you couldn't really get it. As a matter of fact, I think we bought some and brought it back home. This was like you know early early two thousands. Um, well, you, you still know, can't so, get it. I don't. I think. So I work with some guys out of uh, Missouri, and anytime they come this, you know, this side of, I don't know what's the river, I guess Mississippi, maybe it's the Mississippi. 
they try and get it and take it back with them because you can't get it. Yeah. Out yeah, it's, know, it's good. Been, yeah, and it's good. So, you know, they are, everybody likes it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so so I'll brew these, this Yingling. Um, all right, so I, f- I figure we'll tackle the um, <clears throat> tackle the SEC East first. Yep. So, so yeah, SEC East. Um, we, you know, everybody knows what we what we teams that, that compiled that. Um, I, I guess we'll run down some predictions too. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of stuff that has. Uh, I mean, I think your popular vote is Georgia's going to win the SEC East. Um, we just re- we just literally turned on the computer right before we started the show, and boom, Florida is like a someone you know, like, yeah. like a bold. I don't even know if it's a bold prediction. No, would, yeah, it's bold. I wouldn't say it's bold, um, especially given you know those two teams play late in the year. Uh, I you know I think my prediction, just really without even having to dive a whole lot into, it, is Georgia. I mean they're, I they're the so. loaded. They're the they're the heavy. They're the heavy favorite. You know, you're, they're you lost a lot, but you still return the quarterback, and that's going to make the difference. Yeah, Georgia Seattle slow here at this yeah. point. You know, I mean, they're they're the heavy, you know, yeah. heavy favorite. Um, you know, like I said, I was doing a lot of uh, a lot of research this weekend and today, just on some uh, schedule strength and kind of what they have going. So Georgia, this is this is kind of what Georgia has. So um, all of their games are in Athens, Atlanta, or a neighboring state. So literally, like the furthest they travel this year is to Vanderbilt, which is like 300 miles away from Athens. Yeah, it's a short ride. Yeah, so I mean that, and you know, and Vanderbilt is likely a home game for Georgia. I mean, there's probably more yeah, black I and mean, red there than there is, you know, mm-hmm. black and gold. Um, the hardest thing for for me, just looking at their schedule that I saw for Georgia, I think their November is tough. So they have Florida, they're at Missouri. No, I'm sorry, they have Florida. They're home against Missouri. They're at Auburn. They play Texas A&M, and they're at Georgia Tech all in the month of November. And Missouri and Auburn have open dates prior to playing Georgia, so they'll be rested up. I, you know, I think Missouri and, and at Auburn's tough. I think Missouri has a pretty easy schedule, so I think that they'll stay fairly healthy. They could be one of those teams. I think, honestly, for me, they're your dark horse to win the East more so than Florida. Like I have, Missouri? I have Georgia than Missouri, yeah. It's, huh. my, it's my kind of prediction. Um, and just mainly too because you know they had you know Kelly Bryant transferred over. That's true. I forgot. So you know they they basically replaced Drew Locke with another you know stud quarterback. Now granted he hasn't been in the system for four years like right. you know, like a Drew Locke. Um, but Missouri has a pretty easy schedule. Like I, I was looking at their schedule. This is this thing. So that they're at Wyoming to start the year. When? Yeah. Then they have West Virginia who when? lost all their players and Dana Holgerson. They have Southeast Missouri. South Carolina, Troy, and Mississippi, and then at Vanderbilt, at Kentucky, at Georgia. So they're, they have a ton of they – they're at Wyoming, they have five home games in a row, and then they're at Vandy, at Kentucky, at Georgia. So, I mean, I don't think it's – They're going to be – I mean – I don't think it's unbelievably – I mean, I don't think it's They a, could be undefeated players. Yeah, I don't think it's a far shot to be I mean, 8-0 going into Georgia game. I mean, that could be your SEC East right there. Yeah, and then they go Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. I think you go eight no to eight and four real quick. Yeah, we finished probably not. Right. So, yeah, so Missouri. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, they were eight and five last year. Yeah, well, I mean, they've, they've been a you know they've been a surprise since they came in. What won the East back to back when they first what, three years entered in? in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, two or three years in a row. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that was when I was killing my Tennessee buddies. Like guys, yeah, basically, yeah, actually, not even really killing my Tennessee friends, but just like. It was such vindication or, or validation, I guess, the right word for me because, you know, living here but not being an SEC team fan, 
Like all you hear is, well, everybody else sucks. And then you get a Big 12 team that comes in and literally wins the East two or three years in a row. It's yeah, like, you know, they're not the only team. Yes, right. he's not the only conference that plays football. Like, right. Now, it's, it, no. traditionally, and even today, it's going to have <laughs> yeah, it's gonna have more good teams. But, you know, at, at the same time, let's just say Georgia, Florida, and, and pick one more from the East, and then Alabama, LSU, Auburn every few years – you you really have maybe four to five teams, three to five teams is probably the fairest right. that every year that you think okay they'll probably be pretty good. Right. The rest of them are just like most other teams. Yeah. Like you know, Kentucky's not leaving the SEC and going to win the ACC next year. No, God no. Yeah, I mean yeah. I think Kentucky, even with them being good like they were last year, like Kentucky could play a, a team like Maryland every year for the next ten years. And who knows what happens? Yeah, you know what I mean. It probably split. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's likely five, five, six, four. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's somewhere in, in not saying who it goes to. Right. Uh, so that's always been my biggest gripe, and I, I get it. Like I've always said, look, SEC is the best conference, but it's not as like so far above. You take Alabama out of the equation, the SEC is not. Yeah. You know, well, I was about to say too. It's not just the best conference because you know, like oh, I mean, I, I don't base I, when I say. I mean, I do. I, I'm an SEC guy, so when I say I think the SEC is the best conference, I don't say it just because I'm like, well, Alabama's won. You know, we win the most national championships because right. Alabama. Yeah. That's that's a dumb argument. I just think they do. You know, the SEC produces mainly the O-line and the D-line. That's where you get yeah. just these hogs that come out. And, I mean, that's you know. Yeah, I mean, they're like they traditionally have. A, the most players drafted, they you know they've got probably more players in the NFL than any other conference. So you know it's a uh, the South is a breeding ground for all athletes anyway. I mean, I would say look at your baseball teams. I mean, so it's yeah the SEC is good, but you know it doesn't. If you put Michigan in the SEC and move their state down south, they're gonna have a better chance. You know, if Michigan was you know Arkansas, that's if I'm even making a clear point here, but. It's it, it does have a lot to do with where you're placed in the country. I mean, you know, not as many you're good gonna players. You're gonna have, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it was just like back in the day when the Big East was so good at uh, basketball because you had all those kids from you know that you know Northeast that were just basketball fiends. You know, yeah, I, mean, I do get what you're saying. You th- you take Alabama, the state of Alabama itself, and ship it up north to Michigan or something. Yeah. Like, they're not going to recruit Atlanta very good. They're not going to recruit, right. you know, the hop at Florida very good. Right. You know, I mean, Alabama, yeah. I mean, you stick it up north, they're, they're six and six somewhere. You know what right. I mean? Like, Mama can still drive <laughs> 300 miles to come watch you play if you're playing Tuscaloosa and you're from Orlando. You know, right. she's not driving from Ann Arbor to Tuscaloosa every day. Right. You know, so it's a lot easier to, to get kids to come there when you can still get, you know, family there. It's hard to recruit out of those states, and you know traditionally, you're the southern, you know Florida, Texas, California are your biggest states that produce the most athletes. Um, when you just talk about talk about recruiting, you know Georgia. That's why you know ultimately why I picked Georgia to you know to repeat as SEC East um, representatives in the, in the SEC championships because not only do they reload, they return basically everybody. Yeah, I mean they're you know, they're they're stacked. You know, um, you get from who. People are saying he's a Heisman candidate. I have yet to see it like that, you know, level yet. I don't, I don't think Fromm's a bad player by any means. No. Um, but, yeah, I've yet to see, like, I guess Heisman level. I, I would think. Well, you wonder if he gets overshadowed by just having so much talent. Just kind of like, you yeah. know, some of the quarterbacks at Alabama, they were always, hey, this might be a, a Heisman right. type quarterback, but it's because they have so much talent mm-hmm. around them. Not, I think Fromm will be, I mean, he throws the ball well, he does a yeah. lot of things well, but, like, 
you almost get lulled to sleep because you know instead of the stats going up, you got a running back back there busting off a six. Yeah, well, you are down your Swift this year. You know, right. That's, so, that's your Heisman guy to me. Um, I'm anxious to see how Swift does. I mean, uh, how Fromm does. You know, they only have one returning receiver who caught more than three balls last year. Yeah, I don't usually. And that guy caught a whopping nine passes. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's a little bit to that chemistry, you know, and. I think it's less uh, than most, though, probably, just because in college, I mean, you just get out out athlete somebody sure. a lot of times, especially yeah. at that position. Like, yeah. you know, in the NFL, you and can't. They just right? You've got to have blue yeah. chip prospects. You've so. got to have real talent, real skill. I mean, you can get guys that, you know, uh, what was the guy from, we date ourselves here, but uh, Charles Rogers from Michigan State, you know, back at, way back when he was like top five pick, mm-hmm. Detroit or whatever. I mean, just absolute monster when he gets into the league and it's like hey everybody's really good here yeah, you know what I mean fast. you can't just yeah you can't just I mean you know you just and I think well, you, that's, can't just, you can't just be a freak athlete and not like like you know hone your craft yeah know how to run routes know how to get open know how to get separation yeah and even, in college if, if even at the college throw, level you still can't yeah you can't yeah to an extent can. I mean if you get lined up with a you know just a, a lockdown corner you know sure. somebody that's gonna that has honed their craft and they're ready for the NFL, and they, and they work at it. Yeah, you might look like an idiot. You, you might be dominating these other right, major right. schools. But no, most people just overlook that as a, a rough game. Oh, so yeah, you just had a bad and, day. Or your offensive corner will move you into a position to, to get you on somebody that's not yeah. that guy. Yeah, he right? had a bad so, day. It wasn't that Chip Bailey was guarding him. He just had yeah, a bad day. He had right? a bad, yeah. Yeah, bad day, but he, he hung up Heisman numbers the other 11 games he played, so no one remembers him. Right. But anyway, I, I mean, we can wear Georgia out here, but – so, you know, I think you're right. I'm with you on Georgia. Um, I think it's probably Georgia-Florida, but I still think Georgia's. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm going to go with a $3 rate. I'll throw Florida in there, but I'll, I'll say Georgia-Florida-Mizzou is, yeah. is my kind of race. Um, South Carolina, so I was looking at South Carolina today. Gross. Yeah, Will Muschamp is like the – he's the literal turd in the punch bowl. I can't <laughs> stand that guy. Like, if, if you throw out – Five sports figures that you could crow hop punch in the face. Will Muschamp's up there for me because that guy is just a—he's just guy. He's a sore winner, but even when he—he's yeah. just the biggest <laughs> tool. Um, anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll get away from that. Their schedule is—I mean, I love it. It's unbelievably brutal. They play, this year they play what I think is probably the three best teams in college football. They—they play Bama, Georgia, and Clemson. Yeah, this they year. get Clemson. Yeah, and that's my friends. Hilarious. Yeah, they're gonna get dumped. Yeah, they're gonna get destroyed. So not only do they have those three games, they still play games against Florida, A and M, Missouri, and they have a neutral site game to start the year against Carolina, North Carolina. And I hope they lose that. I hope they lose the battle of the Carolinas because they start off this year zero and one. You can go ahead and chalk them up for six losses. Yeah, I mean, well, you got three already. Like, yeah, they're not winning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they, if they start off losing that game in a neutral site to North Carolina, yeah. like they're in trouble. And it couldn't happen to a better dude than one last chance. Well, he says he's got his best team coming back, so we're about to find yeah, out. Put your money where your mouth <laughs> yeah, is, Willie. You're going to find out real quick. Put your money where your mouth is, buddy. I hope you get stomped into the ground. <clears throat> what a loser. Um, Vanderbilt, I mean, sorry, Vandy fans. I don't think that's really, you know. I, don't get me wrong. I love, I love Derek Mason. Last year when he came out the game with uh, against Florida, like, Denzel on training day, like yeah. King Kong and got shit on him, <laughs> like beating his chest. Remember when they had that targeting call? <laughs> yeah. He went and literally challenged everybody to a fight. Like, I will kill everybody in this place. 
I love that. That's going cool. So, like, I think you would be, yeah, I'm going to my car. Get my, get my gun. gun. Shoot Don't everybody. stay here. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yes, sir. White man can't jump. White man can't jump, dude. It wasn't the only guys that robs the gas station. Raymond, is that you? No, it ain't. No, no, it's not Raymond. It's you. Yes, that's 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 Derek Mason. Yeah, I would love that guy. Don't get me wrong, I would love him as like a D coordinator, and I think the guy's a great coach. He's I mean, he's just in a no win situation. Yeah, I mean, look, James Franklin was there, and did and he, I think he's done well at Penn State for what you know. It's just not again to the recruiting thing. I mean, you're you're gonna have challenges unless you're you know. Well, not only are you having to grab an awesome athlete, he has to be smart. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. You just you're, you're like really smart, not even smart, like you know. Like, you know, like I would, I would say I'm smart. You're smart, like you know. Yeah, like, I'm not Vandy smart. Yeah, like, like elite, <laughs> like elite intelligence, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're you're behind the eight ball there. Plus, I mean, you got baseball, so you know you can't have it all. Yeah. You just want that style. Yeah, do fine. your do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Stick to what you're good at. Vance and the chick got you there. Um, UK, I mean, massive turnover. I mean, I think they're they. Yeah. Anybody as much that, as it's fun. I always root for them just because they've been terrible forever. Yeah. You know. Like, you know. Go think yeah. of anybody that was on the team last year and they're gone. Yeah, yeah the, the, that's that turnover there is, is tough. Um, Speaking of RIP old Lorenzen. Oh man, yeah, dude, that's a deal, man. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, every, from everything I've read and heard. Dude, it was just an all-class guy. Just yeah, care about everybody. Guy just had a had a you know had a bad go at it. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't he wasn't easy on his body for sure. Yeah, yeah um, rest in peace for sure. That was uh, yeah, because that was you know kind of our like late childhood kind of range yeah, there. Yeah, you know, yeah, just Lorenzen. Um, you know, I love it. I love it. bodies like left and right. Oh, dude, and I love his uh, like a real league footage. Like <laughs> the dude was, the dude was like Andre the Giant <laughs> at quarterback. I mean, it was God, yeah. so fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's tough there. Tough, tough for old Lorenzo. Uh, rest in peace, buddy. And then lastly, we'll we'll hit Tennessee. It's, it's my team, so we'll, we'll cover it. Um, I think they're turning the corner. I think I think we're getting there. I'd heard something that said that Tennessee would be favored in nine of their 12 games, which seems like a super far stretch to me. Uh, I think nine and three is the ceiling for Tennessee, and I think it's a very high one. I think it's one that if we achieved nine and three, it would be like, hey, we've done something. It would be something to, you know, burn some shit over. Like, I think it would be, it'd be awesome, you know, like, hey, let's flip over some cars yeah. kind of season. Um, but, you know, like, look, in the last two years – Tennessee's we've been two and fourteen in SEC play. Yeah, that's bad. Like, wrap that around. No, you know that wasn't a typo. That wasn't you, yeah. know, you didn't mishear me. Two and fourteen in SEC play. Um, you know we, we had a change in OC, brought in Jim Cheney. Um, had a change in defensive coordinator, brought in Derek Ansley. They have a very favorable schedule. Um, you know I think there are three games that you know that are not going to be favored in are going to be obviously at Florida, and then you've got Georgia and Bama. I think you know. I don't think you're going to win those. I think the Florida game is one that you could you could sneak to the swamp. But I mean, it's just you know. Yeah, if Florida's going to be as good as everybody thinks, I mean, even last year Florida was ten and three. Like they're still, you know, they're going to get better. Um, They've had a ton of transfers. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's great down there. But at the same time, you know, come fall, they're still going to athlete. They're going to out athlete. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. going to play. It, it, just because you're losing a few guys, it's Florida. Yeah, they're still yeah. going to have guys that right. can come in and fill it. Right. You know, everyone's replaceable at this level. Absolutely. You know, so. Yeah. And, then, you know, then Tennessee still has to play, you know, they have Missouri this year again, which is, again, my pick for kind of the dark horse SEC. Yeah. I think my prediction this year is 8-4, and, and that's a – we've had a good year. Like, I think 8-4 is a, 
I yeah, think my hat on that. About that. Yeah. yeah, I feel really good about that. Seven and five is kind of like, oh, we lost one we shouldn't have. Uh, but realistically for me, I say eight and four for uh, Pruitt and the balls. Even um, you go eight and four and still one of the, you know, Florida, you go seven and five and still a Florida, Georgia, Alabama game and beat one of them. Okay. That's, you know, yeah, yeah, I think you, you're good. Yeah, you kind of, you know, you, that's, that's definitely the holiday of your year. Um, you know, but if you lose one, I mean, you don't, you definitely don't want to drop a, uh, you know, we, we do open, you know, we have BYU this year. And that's yeah. a, you know, I, I think that's definitely should be a, should be a double digit, maybe a 10 point, maybe nine. I don't know what the line that looked at any of that. I'm nah, sure there's I some, think some way too early lines, but you never know, man. BYU, Mormons come out and play. So they, they don't mess around, bro. They, uh, it's all that pent up uh, masculinity they have in. <laughs> Was it, who's the, who's the cat that they had um, a couple of years ago? Taysom Hill, man, he, oh, he yeah. was so fun to Stuck. watch. Just some injuries, just you know, kind of, kind of hurt his uh, his college career. But man, he was he was fun to watch. He was, he was hot there for a minute with him. Um, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and they play UAB. And I don't know if this is a typo on ESPN's website, but it says it's on the NFL channel. The NFL channel carrying college games this year. News to me, but it's oh. way news to me. It sure does. It's, show, it's showing the BYU game on the ESPN. And ESPNUG, yeah, I mean. On the NFL channel. Well, how about that? That'd be interesting. Catalog that, folks. We'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll touch back on that in. We'll uh, dive that research, find out. Touch back on that in November, or, or yeah. late October. <laughs> when no one uh, cares. Yeah, when no one gives a <laughs> damn. All right, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll skirt on over to the SEC West. It's kind of Alabama and all the ugly stepbrothers from mm-hmm. here, really. Um, yeah, we, we didn't really touch on Alabama that much. They're fully loaded. I mean, yeah, they are every year. Tua, Tony Viola. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, and, and the rest of the squad. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're stacked everywhere. I mean, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, DBs, safeties. Yeah, covers, I mean, it don't go as far as they, they will let them yeah. on themselves go. I can't imagine anybody getting in their way. And again, when you can get over one conference loss, Alabama's not losing two. In a season, dude, that's they, not have, the play they have team managers that can start at safety for yeah. Texas. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for real. Looking at you, man, beast. <laughs> for real. I mean, they, they, they have some, uh, they, they have a squad, dude. They're, they're going to be good. Yeah. Um, Anybody challenge them at all, you think? Uh, For me, I've got LSU in the West. Yeah. I think that that's, I mean, they have a, they have a hell of, just, it's typical LSU. They have a hell of a defense. And offense is a massive question mark. We'll find out what they yeah, got. What, what's his What's his name? Uh, Joe Burrow, quarterback. You know, coming back for a second year. We'll see what happens there. I mean, yeah. you know, if he if he turns out to be favorable, um, you know, they could have a run at it. Um, I, the biggest game for LSU. Circle this on your calendar. It's way early for LSU. This will kind of determine for me whether or not they're a contender. They play Texas in Austin on September the seventh. That's that'll be a good one. Yeah, it's what is that the second week? Is that the second? Uh, I think it's their sec, probably their second game of the year. See. Yeah, pull it open. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, second game of the year. They're at Texas, which is that'll be a tough game. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. And, you know the momentum of Texas road last year. Out, you know, out of the um, out of the bowl games, beating Georgia. Um, yeah, I, I think Texas is definitely coming in hot. I mean, I'll, we'll obviously get to them. Um, you know, the Big 12 talks. But that's that's my big big circle for LSU. They beat them. You know, they beat Texas and you just lose one game. You lose to Bama. You know, you could be talking about two SEC West teams in the playoffs, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it could be very You beat Texas at Texas. You know, it's also your one losses to Alabama. And your one loss to Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's unless unless, you know, something crazy yeah, is, yeah. 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 <laughs> Georgia beats Bama and you know, there's no way you get all three in, but yeah. um but yeah, I mean, no, no, I mean, yeah. What happens is that you got a one loss UGA, a one loss LSU, and a undefeated Bama. Yeah, or, or vice versa, or, yeah. or an undefeated Georgia. Or yeah. one loss. Yeah, what is it? Let's just say they've all got one loss. Yeah, yeah, or something. And it's like to each other. Like yeah, Alabama beat yeah, LSU. You just LSU can't because you're going to have an undefeated Clemson. You know, or yeah. you know, or something like that. Likely, or an undefeated Ohio State. Yeah. Um, or a five loss Michigan. I'm just yeah. Kidding. Sorry. That's why. <laughs> So yeah. I wish they would just go to like a six team. I wish they have. Would. I mean, I, or or even even eight. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this plenty, but like just from a simplistic, every big, uh, you know, power five gets an automatic bid. You win your power right. five. I don't care if you're eight and four and win it. Right. Pack twelve. You get in. Yeah, you get in. And then you have what three at large. Yeah, I don't care where you take. I do, like, I do like the eight. You don't you don't have to take them from the like the mid level conference. I don't care even if UCF's undefeated. If you don't want them because you yeah. got a one loss LSU and a one loss Georgia, then you know you take those two and you take you know a one loss Michigan if Ohio State's undefeated something right. like that. You don't have to take you know, you know the, the people who are always clamoring for more teams. I think eight teams would be perfect. But yeah, I mean, and, and don't tell me like the bodies can't and give and give me the and first two the top overall teams can have a pit uh, bye. Right. You know, have the other six play each other yeah. one week and then. You know, I, whatever the case may be, like it's not. Don't tell me because you're trying to make sure the kids don't play enough games. Knock off well, one game of the schedule. I don't well, really not care. even that. Like I, you know, you got teams like UTC will have to play Bama. They played Bama last year. They played Tennessee this year. These kids play the exact same amount of games. They play twelve games. Yeah. And they they have a postseason tournament that lasts. Games. Yeah, it's huge. Twenty yeah. something teams, isn't it? It's like twenty two teams. Oh, is it now? The first yeah. couple teams okay. get by, yeah. So okay, you yeah. could end up playing, you know, four or five you know, extra games. Yeah. So yeah, don't tell me it's because of that. Now granted you can get into the whole they play better competition, you get hit by a hockey, you know, uh, whatever, whatever, but come on, man. They're still I mean eh. Yeah, we don't have to go there. So but, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think it's it? it's Bama L S U. Um yeah, I have seen a lot of talk about A and M. Um their November's tough. They're at Georgia and at L S U. That's yeah, you yeah, won those their, games, and you're, you're that's right. their gauntlet. That's yeah. their gauntlet. Um, they have Clemson, also. Who's that? Second game oh, of the year. Oh, they have Clemson at Clemson. Yowza! So you can go. Yeah. Eat your heart out, Jimbo. If you're getting them right, you know. Hey, you start out and you beat Clemson. You're sky's <laughs> yeah. the limit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can lose to Bama or, or uh, yeah. you know somebody. Well, yeah. Not to mention even from there, you have Clemson, Bama. So they play what I think is the three best teams too. They have Clemson, Bama, Georgia. Just yeah. like, you know, South Carolina does. Yeah. So that's, a has a, and then, you know, then you throw LSU. And then they play LSU, yeah. yeah the last game of the year at LSU. At, yeah, at Death Valley, you throw in this. That's likely, for me, you know, I'm just, if I'm doing a preseason projection, like LSU's likely going to be a top 10 team. Or a top I five think team so. at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that schedule is equally as brutal. Um, then you have Auburn. I mean, yeah, they're always a lot, like, you hear stuff like, oh, they can have a run, and then I hear, like, Malzahn's going to be fired halfway through. That's every year. Yeah, it's every year. Yeah, it's, it's almost every year. Auburn. That's just the, the unfortunate circumstance of playing in the same state as Alabama right now. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you're going to be fired. Yeah, you're going to get fired until you until you hit the eight-game win yeah. for the year, and then, okay, you're good. Yeah. We'll have you next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, until you get to eight games, you're probably going to get fired. We, um, you know, looking at their schedule, they have no home games in October. Um, yeah. 
and that's stuff. Yeah, that's what you want. That's and tough that, on kids who have yeah. to actually go to school. Oh yeah, and then that's yeah, that's uh, Florida, Arkansas, LSU, and then uh, all their all their November games are at home. But yeah, that's after we run you through the gauntlet of October. All right. Um, brutal. You know, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, fairly new coaches. I mean, Matt Luke's been at Ole Miss for what? You know, I think you know two years now. This will be his second full year. Yeah. Um, Mississippi State new. Joe Moorhead, head coach. I mean, those those teams aren't making a splash. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Arkansas said, sucks. Arkansas, yeah, they're Arkansas sucks. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man, remember likely that. the worst place to go, right? That's where you're yeah, going with that. Yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah, yeah. likely the worst trip. Where we went, not a whole lot to do. We ended up making stuff to do. Yeah, it was bad. So, um, you know, a lot of y'all, probably most of y'all don't know, there's a handful of listeners that do because they've been on these trips. But we, uh, actually my brother-in-law and I started the charter a couple of years, you know, several years ago. We were we were going to a, an away SEC game every year that Tennessee played in because, you know, most of you know I'm a, I'm a Tennessee fan. Um, you know, so we started it, you know, Miss State and kind of worked our way down. But anyways, Josh joined in at, at the most beautiful <laughs> year. We went to LSU. Um <laughs> The world's largest party ever. I mean, that was... It uh, was the best trip of all it time. It was the best trip of ever, of, of, yeah. of, of the universe, of the world. If you never had a chance to go, go. Um, the people at LSU, super, super hospitable. Um, if it's a night game down there, they get drunk three times in the yeah. same day. Yeah. Um, just, you know, They're awesome. Hus- I've heard people say bad things about LSU, but I, yeah, it has sure. to come from people who, A, they got with the wrong folks, or they were being... You know, or you're a man themselves. Fan you go down yeah. there and beat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I have to think that that trip might have been a little different and Tennessee didn't have 95 men on the field <laughs> right. on that last play. <laughs> or they were, like, pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, awesome trip, man. It was amazing. But, anyways, where we were going with that, the next year, and I think – I blame it on LSU because I think LSU trips yeah. set the precedent. Set the tone. But, anyways, we went to Arkansas the next year, and it was just – it was just so bad. It, yeah, it just didn't. I think obviously it had a lot to live up to, but yeah. even walking down the stadium, I mean, I think Arkansas won the game, and we're like leaving the stadium, and somebody, does. I'm not even a Tennessee fan, but I'll, I'll rep it when we go on these road trips because you know it's fun to kind of be in hostile territory with my yeah, buddies, and right. and so like he says something. Of course, I've probably had one few too many, and he just like. I don't even know what he said, but like before I realized it, I was like in this dude's face, and like you could tell on his face. And then Larry's behind me, and yeah. then Brad's like standing off in the distance. And these are big boys, and like, uh, and and maybe that was my some of my, you know, like I know I got some yeah, I got oh, a squad yeah. with me, right? But uh, you son of a. Yeah. But he was, uh, you could tell, like he immediately regretted saying anything. <laughs> like nothing happened, nothing even got close to happening. But like he was, you know, we were a little older when we went. Like we were probably what mid twenties. Still, yeah. You know, mid to late twenties for some of us. Brad, like a hundred, but um, <laughs> uh, but uh, he was like a college kid. He said something like, "You could see the regret as soon as it, I turned around." Like he was just trying to be like one of those guys, like, "Oh, you know, oh, something, something." Yeah. Then you're like, "What?" He's like, "Oh god." You know, same thing happened. Um, we went actually. Uh, it was right before you jumped in on the trips, and uh, it was it was me and Brad and. Um, Larry and we went to South Carolina, yeah, I remember that. and that was that was another bad one. It was like it was right there. It was Phil. It was Formers last year, and those guys. You would have thought like South Carolina's best year ever was eight and four. Wrap your mind around that as a South Carolina fan. Your best year ever as a university playing organized football is eight and four. 
So before you ever want to pop off on anybody, yeah, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, shut your own mouth. When That's you're what got full, me, right? uh, former fired was eight and four. Yeah, the SEC title game. So yeah, these these idiots were just like, oh, look at your fat coach, you know, like say goodbye. This is, <laughs> this is your fat coach's last year. And uh, but anyways, there was about like nine guys like talking just this major smack. And you know, you know, Brad gets heated. You know, yeah. he he gets you know, he gets passionate. And he went at these guys and was just like, and it wasn't like to fight him. He was just like, he hit him with like, you know, it was like he was preaching. It's like, like he preaching. hit him with, it's like he hit him with passionate truth. It's like I love you, but I'm about and to he was just like, down. you've never done. Yeah. And these people scattered like, like he had a shotgun. <laughs> it was awesome. But anyways, like their fans were obnoxious too, and it's just like really, dude? like yeah, you know, I don't even know what they went that year. I'd love to go back and look it up. They probably went seven and five. But you'd have thought they just they won their lifetime national championship. Right. And when you you know hear the stat that they went eight and four, like yeah, that is their national championship. Yeah, I mean yeah, you know, that's been your. You beat Tennessee, and yeah, you, know, you you go out and buy like I don't know, you buy like the, the primest steak you can <laughs> buy right. and grill it up. You know what I mean? Kobe beef, good for them. Bunch of idiots. That's funny. We need to get back on that trip. We need to do the podcast from the show. I think we've talked. We about do. Yeah, we have. We have talked about it. I think we're gonna get it. We'll get there. You know. Kids, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. The kids, yeah. Have to get there, you know, my uh, my kids, um, you know, that, that, that's that's a small wrench, small wrench in the uh, in the travel plans, <laughs> but right. which we had talked about doing like road trip with, you know, in catching like just like a Red River shootout, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ohio cool. State, Michigan, you know, something like that. And we'd have to expand it. You know, I've got some buddies on the Big Ten side that would love to jump in, um, jump in that run. That would just be awesome. Oh yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, like, start making it like seven or eight guys. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be cool. But. Um, Anyways, that's uh, that's the episode, man. We've uh, we've covered the SEC next week. I think just going off of uh, you know Josh is a Florida State fan. We're gonna jump over and uh, snag the ACC next week, and um, you know we'll trickle down from there. Yeah, um, we might even combine some of these. Like you know, yeah, might, yeah, we might. Yeah, we can always combine you know Pac-12 with somebody. Yeah, you know. USA. No, we're not. Doing, <laughs> we're not doing Carpet USA. But uh, yeah, so we'll, we're gonna cover that. Just kind of give you a little. Just kind of, it's like an appetizer before the year starts you up, go. you know what I mean? But, uh, hey, hit us up. You know, hit us up on Twitter. We're out there. Um, you know, like us. Like us out there. Shoot us some comments. I don't care what you say. Yeah. You know, love us or don't love us. Just listen. We don't care. Yeah, just listen. I mean, we do. But, yeah. We do care. Not really. Yeah, just, just listen in. Grab a beer. Join in on the conversation, folks. We'll see you next week. See you.